Darling, didn't anyone ever tell you the rules you use to judge yourself aren't real? Good morning. It's Rebecca Biggie. How are you doing? I hope you are having a great start to your day. Thanks so much for letting me be part of it. That means a lot to me. It's really cool that you're inviting me into this morning that you're having right now. I hope to bring you a little piece of inspiration, a little piece of laughter, a little piece of joy to take with you long after the episode is over. And if you're a regular listener, I would love if you would scroll down on this podcast, if you're listening on iTunes, and leave a quick rating and review. I want to know what you think. Tell me your favorite parts. Tell me parts you want to see more of so that I can give you more of what you want. You know, this isn't the Rebecca Biggie show. This is Confidently She. This is for you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. So scroll down, leave a rating and review, and let's just dive right in. Let's dive right in to the content and topic at hand. Are you ready for it? I love this topic. We're talking about confidence. We're not going to overcomplicate it. I think sometimes I get really specific into the nitty gritty examples and details, but sometimes you just got to bring it back up high level and say, what are we trying to do here? What does confidence look like? What is confidence? Because a lot of times what we see confidence, you can't see me, but I'm doing the air quotes, confidence portrayed as is actually a lot of ego. It's a lot of arrogance. And real confidence is quiet. Real confidence knows that I don't have anything to prove, actually. I'm just solid in who I am, and I don't have to convince anyone else of that. So the people that you see that are loud and out there and telling, telling everybody what they think all the time, that may not be coming from a place of confidence and security. That may be coming from a place of, I need to make sure these people know that I know what I'm talking about and that I'm right. And they're wrong. But that's not what real confidence is. Real confidence is the trust and the peace of not needing to prove yourself. Not needing to compete. Not competing and winning. But just not feeling the need to compete or compare. Which is crazy coming from me. I'll tell you a little bit of story, a little bit of history of young Rebecca Back in college, I was a speech kid. Okay, so that meant I would write speeches of my own or I would memorize pieces of literature and perform them in 10-minute speeches. So I was one of the more competitive, more committed members of the team. So that meant I had six individual speeches that I would do. Six 10-minute speeches. That's 60 minutes worth of performance, and content. Okay? You with me? Stay with me. 
I would practice those speeches pretty much every single day. And then I would perform and compete with those speeches pretty much every weekend. For four years, I did this. So if you're wondering, man, Rekha, you are so well-spoken. You speak so clearly. I love listening to this podcast. You're such a great speaker. Yeah, well, I hope so. Like, I, <laughs> I hope that I'm a good speaker after all that. And I did well in speech. I won a few Minnesota State Championship titles. I was a national semifinalist in the category of persuasion. And fun fact, I actually, in that semifinal, there was a three-way tie for second place. And I lost that three-way tie for second place, right? So there was first place and then three-way tie for second. So the top two in that three-way tie went on to the final round. Anyway, so I lost that three-way tie. Those top three in my final were the top three in the nation. Isn't that crazy? They beat the people from the other semifinal. So... In my mind, I'm like, mm, tied for number two in the nation. That's how I see it. That's how, that's how I see it. So anyway, all that to say, I was a competitor. I won. I was always in the top, you know, finals and all that. But I had a long road getting there. When I first started, I was not good. I was, I wasn't the worst but I was not good. I made so many mistakes. I forgot what I was saying. I went over time. I just, it was terrible. And when you know that you are not as good as the other people in the room, it's really difficult to get up there and perform knowing that you're not even going to sniff the final round. Like you're not even gonna get close. So it builds this sense of like, you know what, you gotta, you gotta do it anyway. You gotta perform because there's no way to get better unless you continue to go out there and do it. And you gotta perform when there are high stakes. Me doing it in my bedroom by myself is not the same as me doing it in front of three judges and a room full of 25 people who are all super talented and mad at me because I'm in the final round and they aren't. That's a different level of expectation. That's a different level of pressure. And when you do that over and over and over again every single weekend for four years, something interesting happens. You realize that so many things are outside of your control. Like so many things, but the people who win always get it right on the things they can control. So that means they don't go over time. They're polished. They're poised. They speak well. They practice. They do the same performance every single time. They don't switch it up because they need to know which parts the judges like, which parts they don't like. And if you keep doing it differently every time, you're never going to know because one judge saw one version of your performance and another judge saw a different version of your performance. And the reason I say there are so many things you can't control, you can't control if you're going to be in a round with the former national champion of that event. 
You don't know who's going to be in your round. You don't know if your judge is going to be someone who hates your school's program and wants to see you fail. You don't know that. You don't know if the topic of your speech is going to be offensive to the judge. You just don't know. You don't know if they're really hungry and irritable and for whatever reason, you just rub them the wrong way. You can't control that. There are so many things about it you can't control. But when you master the things you can control and you're consistent, you start seeing consistent results. Because yeah, maybe that judge didn't like you, but they can't deny that you never once fumbled your words. You never once forgot where you were. You never once had a look on your face like you didn't know what was about to happen next. And you were on time. You signed in with a smile and you didn't go over time on your speech. Like those things you could control. And that translates to confidence in the real world like nothing else I've experienced before. More than working in sales, more than training for and running a marathon, more than writing a book, more than graduating from college in three years, like anything else. Because when I went into each round, I wasn't going in thinking, this judge is going to rank me number one. Ha! Huh. I'm confident in the outcome of this round. Nope. The people who did that lost. <laughs> they did not make it to the final round. They were making a lot of assumptions. Oh, this judge loves me, so they're going to rank me first. Like, what? But you haven't practiced your speech all week and you fumbled through your intro. Like, no, they're not going to rank you first. Hilarious. Anyway, I went into those rounds with the mindset of, I am going to perform this speech that I know like the back of my hand. I know it from top to bottom. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I know exactly what I'm going to say. And I don't care if this judge puts me first or last. I'm going to give an amazing performance and they're going to remember me. I am going to perform flawlessly and I don't care what they rank me. I know that I'm going to be under the 10 minute time limit. I know that I'm going to stand up straight and I'm going to look them in the eye and I am going to give them a performance that they won't forget. And I was able to have that confidence in myself because I was prepared, because I had practiced, because I had been perfecting and polishing that piece, that speech for months. And then when the results did come, I never beat myself up. Because if I could confidently say, hey, I did every single round exactly the way that me and my coaches worked on it. I didn't make mistakes. I, all of this is out of my hands. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. This is beyond my control. I can't help if the judge didn't like me. If everyone else in that round was equally flawless and that judge just didn't like me, well, then that's the luck of the draw. I don't know. I can't do anything about that. But I gave a flawless performance. And they can't say I didn't. They can't say I messed up. There was this saying that our coaches would say, don't give them bullets to shoot you with. So it's like, if you didn't give them any bullets to shoot you down, you are so much more likely to be in their top three because you didn't make any mistakes. But beyond that, you just can't help what they're going to like, what they're not going to like. Can't help it. 
But over time and with consistency, I became a state champion. I became a national quarterfinalist, a national semifinalist, and in my opinion, tied for second place in the nation by my senior year. So what does this have to do with, like, what does confidence really look like? What culture is going to tell you is confidence is walking into that round expecting to win, knowing that you're going to get first place. I disagree. I say confidence is knowing you are going to do a good job and no matter what happens, you're going to be okay and you're going to be proud of what you did. And if you do make a mistake, you're human. Everyone makes mistakes. Like I have seen national champions, multiple national champions completely forget and flub through part of their speeches. That's not usually when they win, but that is in one of the preliminary rounds. It happens. But you have to look at that individually and say, that's one performance. I've got six more to do today. So I can't let how I feel about this performance impact my next performance. So there was a lot of compartmentalizing and saying, you know what? Shake it off. That was one judge. That was one round. Maybe they didn't realize that I made a mistake. That was the other thing. There are so many times that we beat ourselves up because we know that we did something we didn't plan to do. And in our mind, that's a mistake. People don't notice things as much as you think they do. And nobody knows what you were planning to say. They just know what you said. The only person who knows what I was supposed to say during that speech is me and my coach. (laughs) Those are the only people who know what I was supposed to do there. But if I end up doing something different because I forgot where I was at and eventually I recovered and came back from it, nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. Unless your face gives it away. So when you take this into normal everyday life, these principles and these concepts apply so much, okay? Confidence in your body is not, I know that this person is going to be attracted to me. I am the most attractive person in the world. Anyone who's not attracted to me must clearly be blind. Like, that's not body confidence. But that's what a lot of people try to say it is. Body confidence. Oh, you mean you like every single part of your body? And you think you're perfect just the way you are? Uh, No. No. That's not what it is. You don't have to like every single part of your body. You don't have to think that you are perfect. Because nobody is perfect. Everybody has flaws. Everybody has these things. But the difference between someone who's insecure and someone who's confident is the confident person, first of all, is proud of their body's performance an existence, no matter what other people think of it. There were times that I gave speeches. I was so proud of that speech, of the performance, of how it went. And the judge gave me last place. But eventually over time, I stopped caring about that because I was like, you know what? I just like, you can't please everyone. So I would rather be proud for myself of what I created and I performed 
rather than try to be what everybody is expecting me to be. No way. So that's the difference. That's what confidence really looks like. That's the goal that we're trying to get to here is that you can show up and be who you are and the outcome isn't going to shake you. And when you really like who you are, of course you expect people to like you as well. Like when I would go into a round and perform, I would be like, yeah, I'm expecting to do well because I've worked really hard on this speech and I know that I'm going to perform flawlessly. That doesn't just happen. I worked on that. So you can work on yourself and you can get to a point where you expect, hey, you know, generally people are going to like me. I'm a positive person. I'm an encouraging person. I don't fly. I don't judge people based off of shallow physical appearances or social currency. Like I don't do any of those things. So most people will probably like me and I can expect that. But the ones who don't, I'm not going to take it personally because I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of the way I behave. I'm proud of the way I look. I'm proud of what I do for a living and because I've been intentional about all these things. But the people who would go to these speech tournaments and just kind of wing it, they would be the ones who would get really upset when they didn't do well. They would get upset and blame the judges. Oh, this judge just doesn't like me. It's like, well, maybe it was because you went over the time limit. (laughs) Or maybe you didn't hit all your beats the way that you were supposed to because you weren't prepared and you didn't practice. You weren't intentional with every single thing you did. And that you can tell. You can tell when someone is versus someone isn't. And so... I just want to to bring this to you today and to suggest where are parts of your life that you can be more intentional about. Hey, I'm going to be more patient. I'm not going to let little things stress me out. I'm going to really work on that. I'm going to work on not being stressed out by things I can't control. It's a big thing, but you can absolutely do it. And I'm proof of that. This speech experience taught that to me firsthand in a way that I didn't expect, but I still learned it. This wasn't something that I was born with. Confidence is not something that anyone is born with. Let me say that. Insecurity is not something that anyone is born with. You learn these things. You learn these things from your parents, from media, or from intentionally seeking out the learning. And if you want to intentionally seek out learning, take the Body Image Solution 8-week course. Take that course. That will intentionally build your confidence. And it's not going to be some toxic positivity, like just love yourself type thing. That's not, that actually doesn't work. You got to go a little bit deeper than that in order to cultivate real love. And if you want to talk about love specifically, sign up for the mini course, How Love Grows. That's at thebodyimagesolution.com forward slash love. You can grab that mini course and get started right away. That's like a, that's a much shorter course. You can complete that in probably about a week. Whereas the Body Image Solution is an eight week course. So that's what I want to bring to you today. That's what confidence really is. Confidence is not 
I know they're going to like me. Confidence is I'm going to be okay if they don't because I worked on myself. I'm proud of who I am and I know that not everyone's going to like me ever. No one is liked by everyone. No one is liked by everyone. Become the person that you like and then go out into the world and find your people. (laughs) Okay? So... Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm glad that you are one of my people. I'm glad that you are here and I can't wait to catch you in the next episode.